0: giving a hundred percent at what you do. And, um, you know, if you can look yourself in the mirror and say, I've done everything I can, and this is, this is where I'm at or whatever. I I think that's all you can really ask from yourself. Um, that's, I don't want to say it's a simple question, but I I tell that to my kids after every, every loss I go, can you guys go in the mirror right there and look at yourself and say, did you give a hundred percent? If you can give a hundred percent, and you lose, then fine. I'm okay with that. But right. if you can't say that, then then we got to work on some things.
1: All right. I'm here with the one and, one and only Adam A.J. Johnson. <laughs> Adam, thank you so much for being here.
0: Yeah, it's a pleasure being here.
1: Adam, you are a three-time All-American at USC, a 44-time champion on the AVP. 16 of those victories with Karch Karai. <clears throat> A two-time Manhattan Beach Open winner. You ranked 10th on the all-time pro beach volleyball event list. You won the KOB in 1994, and you're part of the Beach Volleyball Hall of Fame for the CBVA. You're also the owner and director of the Adam Johnson Volleyball Academy in Austin, Texas. That's adamjohnsonvolleyballacademy.com. And your IG on Instagram is adamjohnsonvolleyballacademy. Adam, again, thanks so much for being here.
0: It's a pleasure. Right on.
1: Let's get right into the first question. What does living an inspired life mean to you?
0: <sighs> living an inspired life. Well, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, for me right now, I think it's, you know, I don't want to say it's a, a two part question, but uh, I, I think for me, it is going to be a two part question. And uh, maybe looking at my profession. Uh, you know, playing on the beach and then maybe my afterlife, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. with with uh, the club and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, um, it, it wasn't too hard to live an inspired life playing on the beach. I mean, it was, you know, it's just, just going to the beach and having that be your office is inspiring enough. And for so, sure. uh, you know, for me during those times, though, I was really, you know, I really looked at other athletes, uh, other great athletes in their, in their professions and listened to a lot of the things that they said, how they trained, all those kind of things. And, uh, you know, their, their goals and whatnot. And, you know, I I don't consider myself into their, in their same level, but, you know, I try to strive to get there and, and those guys really, you know, did a great thing for me. And I just, I inspired to be like them, you know, and, and put that kind of time and energy into it and, and whatnot. Uh, and as I kind of transitioned into my second career, if you will, having two kids, uh, a lovely wife, um, that alone right there kind of got me going, you know, mm. and, and want to keep going and, uh, coaching, you know, coaching uh, juniors now for about 18 years. Um, You know, the thing that I get out of that and what inspires me every time um, is the kids that I'm now working with. uh, I kind of hooked up with a really good group of uh, kids, five kids who are going to play uh, division one beach volleyball and to listen to them say, hey, I just want to be one percent better at, at something than than one of these other kids. And, and yeah, and I agree with that 100. percent. And that's that comes into the practice too. But you know, like one of them had this uh, uh, this it looked like a health bar kind of thing. I guess she made because it wasn't didn't have it wasn't packaged well. And she said, "You got to try this." So I tried it, and I said, ah, "I mean, it looked looked terrible. But, you know, <laughs> looked too healthy, <laughs> but uh, it, it tasted really really good." And they they all all these girls that I'm working with are they're all vegetarian now. You know, one started. And then they all kind of got onto it, and they said, "They go, you know, Coach Adam, you might want to try this, and you should watch the, the Netflix documentary, The Game Changer. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of that." Absolutely. And so I said, "Okay, I'll give it a shot. Just listen." And after I was done with it, the next day, boom, I, I started it. I was, and I've been going since March. I think it was March seventh. You know, no meat. You know, Now, I, I was a little. Uh, I wasn't sure about vegan or vegetarian, and I got shut down the first day by one of these <laughs> other girls that I work with. They said, oh, "Yeah," I said, "I'm I'm going I've I've gone vegan," you know. And they go, "Well, really, that's cool. What'd you have for breakfast?" And I said, "Well, I had some, I had uh, oatmeal and oat milk and and bananas and honey." And she looked at me. She goes, "No, no, you're, you're not <laughs> vegan." And I go, "What do you mean?" And she goes, "No, honey comes from an animal." And I was like okay, a bee is not an animal, but it's an insect. So, uh, so I, 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 I view myself as a vegetarian put it that way. <laughs> so uh, I still eat my eggs, but uh, um, I'm kind of going that direction. So, so those girls, to see those kind of things really inspire me. And then when I see them play at tournaments and, you know, these girls are going to UCLA, uh, 1D committed to USC. How? I don't know. But, you know, she was young. So she still might go there, but a couple of them are going to FSU. One's going to ASU. Uh, I've worked with another kid this summer already from uh, uh, Stanford. She played her freshman year there. Another one that's going to go over, uh, she's a junior, so she's going to be playing at Hawaii. So watching all these kids practice and play in tournaments and then coming and talk to me and saying, I need to do this. What do I need to do? I'm kind of like, wow, that's, that's exciting, you know, for me, you know, and so that inspires me to get creative with practice and, you know, try and give the knowledge I have to them in every situation possible.
1: That's awesome. Uh, being vegetarian in Texas, that might be a little challenging,
0: huh? Um, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. <laughs> it is tough. I mean, I've, you know, I, I'm a, I'm ai uh, will say I'm a barbecue connoisseur now or well was, I guess, but, uh, it, it, it is tough. It's, uh, um, it's not easy because there's a lot of good barbecue here, but you know, like uh, at that same tournament that uh, the girl called me out on being vegan, uh, uh, one of the guys I was getting a ride home with had a Tesla. So he had to go get it juiced up to make the trip home from, uh, from uh, Houston. And so there's this uh, barbecue place called Rudy's mm-hmm. and they had, they had a couple of them and we ended up going in there and eating. And I said, honey, you know, to my wife, I'm, I'm eating at Rudy's. And she's like, Oh, you're cheating already, huh? And I said, <laughs> no, I'm having a big old baked potato, you know, and that's about it. You know, smothered it in the barbecue sauce, so it's all—it's all good.
1: It's that's, all good. Cool, that, yeah. that's cool, man. I'm, That—that's cool. I'm—I'm vegan myself, and um, oh really? Actually, okay. Yeah, I actually feel amazing. I, I feel so much better than I did before. Um, Game changers
0: was a big part of that. So yeah, um, yeah. Oh, okay. Can... So you—you you know that? I mean, I've seen that thing three times now, maybe yeah. going on four. So I'm not—I'm not afraid to. Watch it again.
1: Yeah, I feel more. I feel like more and more athletes are kind of at least experimenting with it and giving it a shot.
0: Well, it can't, you know. Uh, and and my 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 dad passed away of a heart attack, and he mm. had you know the corroded arteries and all that kind of stuff, high blood pressure and whatnot. And as you saw in that, you know, they did some studies on all that kind of stuff, and that's the kind of stuff that I like to mm. see when someone's trying to. I don't want to say they're trying. They weren't even trying to sell it to you. They're just they're just like this is what you know here are the facts. You can do whatever right. you want. And I, I kind of feel that way when I'm telling you or whoever, you know, I say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And it's pretty cool. I enjoy it. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to change you, but you know, check it out and see if you can get one or two things.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. Um, so, you know, this project, Adam, is uh, about tools to become inspired both in and out of the game, specifically for the youth athlete. I just want to talk to you about practice um, what does having an inspired practice mean to you?
0: Well, I think having an inspired practice, you know, right off the bat, you have to communicate what you really want to get out of the practice, you know, before each practice, uh, you know, you have your practice plan and you have set goals mm-hmm. and, you know, hopefully you, you meet them all. Uh, sometimes we get into, you know, a certain drill and, and we're not quite, we didn't quite get to finish the practice. Uh, I'm not saying that that doesn't mean we're inspired, but to be able to achieve what we went out to uh, achieve at the beginning of practice is, you know, is, is very uplifting for the kids. And I think that the more that they have those types of practices and, you know, what I'm finding coaching juniors now for 20 years, it's about getting, getting the message in here. You know, everybody's got a really good skill but 90% of it, your gains got to come from your, the mental side. And so, you know, I, I truly believe that if you're exercising that, that muscle and you're, you're really setting your goals uh, to a higher standard, you might not always get them and it's okay to fail. You know, it's, it's not the end of the world. You know, you just want to do better the next time and nobody's perfect. And and that's the other thing that, uh, you know, I try and get across to kids also. I mean, I've lost many tournaments, you know, in the finals. I'm not happy about it, but I didn't give up and I don't look at it as a failure. I look at it as a learning experience. So um, that's kind of what we try to do uh, in practices. And, you know, sometimes the kids come to us and say, Hey, you know, I really want to, you know, work on uh, maybe going to, uh, you know, going playing defense more to my right side. Mm. You know, I'm having trouble doing this or that, you know, and, and then, once they do it and they get it, they're, they're pretty excited. And then that just kind of motivates them a little bit more like, Whoa, I got that. Okay. Now the trick is if they can, you know, continue to do that the next practice and so on. So, you know, that, that to me, you know, and then when you, like I said, when after practice is over, we talk and say, Hey, did we, did we accomplish things? And sometimes we don't and we say, okay, then we need to get after that next practice and make sure we do. But, Uh, all in all they're you know pretty solid like I said this particular group I'm working with pretty solid kids
1: that's awesome Uh, I want you to think about these questions also from two different perspectives one as a player and one as a coach Um, and if you don't mind answering this this next question like that what what does having an inspired game mean to you because that is definitely different than practice
0: having an inspired game what does that mean to me um I think, you know, I can use many examples of, you know, I I had the most fun playing with Karch um, Mm -hmm. purely because he was, you know, he's the greatest, in my opinion, of course, uh, the greatest player out there ever. Um, Shout out Karch. Yeah. There's always, there's always, and, and, you know, Phil Dellhauser. I mean, he's an amazing player too. And, and the the great thing about all this is we're always going to be able to debate, you know, (laughs) and unfortunately there was a difference in, in court size and rules and stuff. And that's – to me, those, those changes are so dramatic in the sport that you have to say this is, you know, the 90s and before and this is the 2000s and ahead. I mean, they're not even the same sure. game. And, and, you know, and I, I use this example uh, wherein I just say if I, if I was playing on the old court and I was touching, you know, uh, 50% of the balls in defense – now I stopped playing for five years, came back, you know, in two, after 2000 came back in 2005 for a season, but I was then touching 85% of the balls with the same height that was blocker, you know, six, five or whatever, you know, not a huge blocker, but you know, that that's the difference in the game. And it's, and, and, and I'm not saying it's, you know, one's better than the other. Of course, I played in a, in a, 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 a time when I believe, you know, 30, 30 by 30 is huge. And that's, and that takes a lot. So you're always, you're always going to have those arguments, but, you know, being inspired as a player, especially when you're playing with someone like Karch, who's so focused out there. I mean, it it doesn't, it doesn't take much to get inspired when you're playing with him. (laughs) If you don't, there's something missing right there. And so, you know, that was very easy for me. Uh, One, because I, you know, he was, he was really the first partner I had that I didn't have to worry about anything you know, and all, you know, yeah, I had other partners that were great, you know, Randy Stoklos, Jose Loyola, Ricky Ludis, you know, all these guys. Um, but I always had to worry about something, you know, there was just a little something. And with Karch, I didn't have to worry. And that inspired me to really be able to kind of focus on what I needed to do, which, you know, to make myself better, to help the team, uh, you know, have success. So as a player, uh, that was very easy for me to do playing playing with a guy like karch uh
1: since you mentioned Karch um and since I was there in the nineteen ninety eight hermosa open as a ball boy <laughs> <laughs> um I actually witnessed how he the last serve the last serve and how he bowed to you. I
0: was wondering <laughs> if you could kind of talk about what that meant to you I was laughing i mean, <laughs> I, I you know it, it, it's kind of like um it was kind of like the same thing. One of these times that uh, we went out to dinner uh, on one of the tournaments and uh, you know, he happened to say, I think you've got the most technically uh, sound arm swing I've ever seen. And and, I mean, coming from carts, that's huge. Right. But I was like, Hey, can you pass the pepper please? You know, like I, I didn't, I don't know. I, I was like, what, you know, whatever kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and w- when he was bow bowing to me, I mean, he's having a little fun out there and you know, it's nice to see Karch have a little fun out there. And, uh, you know, I, I was just excited for us, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, that, that's the thing, you know, it's a team sport. No, I've, I've always been a huge team advocate, whether it's six man or, you know, baseball or football, whatever um so the two-man beach volleyball is you know it, it definitely is a sport uh, you know i mean it's it's there and it's a team sport and i have my good games he has his bad games i have my bad games you know he has good games you know and, and hopefully that, that you know they they offset each other and we can you know do stuff although if we did lose it was my fault and if we won it was his doing so that's 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 you know when you play with cards that's that's the deal yeah, awesome. I had no problem with that whatsoever.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. That's funny. Um, going back to practice um, and the inspired game feeling, what's the main difference? And how does one carry over to the other?
0: You know, I think the difference uh, in well, there shouldn't, honestly, there shouldn't be a difference, in my opinion, uh, of your practice—you know, going in as 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 you are playing in a uh, in a match. I think they should, I think they should both be the same. If you have that same intensity level at practice, and I, I and again, I go back to Karch. You know, it was fun playing, you know, practicing with Karch because he practiced as hard as he played in in a tournament. And I think, you know, of course, the obvious element of a tournament is, you know, this is our lifestyle. And this is our, this is our living. So, you know, there's definitely more pressure when you're playing in a tournament. Um, but if you can, yeah, I, I think if you can reach the same level in both, then I think it just makes it easier to to one, to practice and then actually to play. And, you know, again, it comes down to the, the mental part of that. And the more you do it and the more you're successful at it, the better off you are. It's just like when you, you know, before you win your first tournament, you're wondering if you can do it, right, you know, and then when you do it, you hope it just kind of takes off because you have the mentality to be able to win. Now, you know how to, you just want to want to kind of continue. And, you know, like, uh, like playing with Ricky Lutis, you know, um, I won my first tournament with Pat Powers, and then he dumped me, uh, I think it was five or six tournaments later. Which you know, and I had a, I just did a Zoom thing with with uh, Pat, and uh, I asked him. I said, "Hey, can I can I tell the truth to your kids?" And He's like, "No," you know, <laughs> and, and we have we have fun. I like Pat, don't get me wrong, and all that. Um, but but he decided to go a different direction, and I hooked up with uh, Ricky, and we won three out of the last five tournaments that season, uh, and then you know the the big one being the uh, U.S. Championships. So stuff happens. Um, but, uh, you know, the difference between the practice and, uh, and the game, I think the more you do it and the more it becomes more comfortable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk about mindset, Adam. Give us a little glimpse of the AJ mindset. Um, again, as a player and as a coach, uh, the mindset pre, during, and post training sessions and games.
0: Well, uh, training, you know, it was, uh, uh, it was kind of interesting when I first started out. Um, it was hard to find a partner, a good partner. I wasn't, I wasn't that good. I just wasn't good period. But Mm -hmm. uh, you know, give you an example. I had, you know, back when I first started, I think if you practice with four people, you might, you might have four balls at the, at the practice or maybe two, because one probably, you know, from each team or whatever. So I ended up, you know, buying a ball and I'd go down and I had to work on my jump serve, of course, and I'd hit, hundred jump serves, but it kind of, I'm not going to lie. It sucked every time I had to go chase it. <laughs> and so I was very fortunate early on to, uh, you know, get Spalding as a sponsor. So I might be the guy that actually started the, the, you know, bringing all the, everybody bringing all the balls down. Cause I brought 24 balls to my practice from then on, you know, and I'd hit 24 serves and then I'd go shagging, And and that just made it a lot easier. But uh, you know, I think um, you know, getting the mindset of, you know, the next, the next, you know, I don't, I don't like to look too far in advance. I don't Karch is the same way. You know, I'm looking for this pass, you know, and, or this point, whatever the serve wherever whatever I'm doing right then and there. So uh, I, I never take too many things ahead of time. Uh, it's like, let's do this. And, and, and my girls over the years have always, okay, let's get five more points. We need five more points. I said, how about we get a pass right here? You know, and let's worry about that. And then we get the side out and we work one point at a time. They're like, oh, you're no fun, you know? But but that's kind of the mentality that, that, uh, that I've always had. And um, I think that's why, you know, I had a lot of success with Karch. I mean, Karch is the, the epitome of that. You know, I, I think I heard him say something like, You know, when they went to the Olympics, they weren't planning to win the gold. They were planning to win the next point, Mm. you know, and that's, those were back in the days when it was side out scoring. So, you know, scoring a point was very, it was tough to do for sure. You know, so, so I, I appreciate that. So, um, you know, going into a tournament, um, depending on where it is, you know, I always like to get in there a day, day ahead, you know, get in like maybe around, four or five o'clock, go to the beach where we're playing and bump the ball around for about a half an hour. And then really just start to feel the wind, feel the sand, um, go out to dinner and have a good night's sleep, get up and you know, whoever we play, we play. Usually it was a qualifier. Mm-hmm. And so you didn't know anybody, anything about them. And so those, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes and it, and it happened often, but you know, it might be, five all for the first 25 minutes or something. And then, you know, we go off and beat them, you know, 15 to five, you know, in the next, in the next 10 minutes or something like that. Cause you, 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 figure them out because sometimes they're, they, you know, people don't play the same. They're kind of unorthodox in a way and they do stuff that we're not used to seeing with other pros. Uh, so, you know, that kind of oh. takes some time getting used to, but once you get it, uh, then, then you just kind of roll with it. So, um, You know, in the tent, you know, depending on who we played is really what I was thinking about. You know, we if we played, uh, you know, whoever, um, like I remember when Karch and I were playing Jose and Kent, you know, we didn't really talk amongst each other and say, hey, this is what we need to do. We already knew what we needed to do.
1: Hmm. And
0: and those were some fun. Those were some fun games. And I've never seen Karch get so excited, you know, because we were both that year coming off injuries. You know, Jose dumped me. Kent dump him and, uh, they, they beat us early in the season. And then I think it was in Minneapolis when we broke through or it was either Minneapolis or Sacramento and we ended up beating them. And it was, uh, Karch just was, I never seen him so excited in my life. I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. I didn't even know how to react other than just be ex- excited for him because he was, you know, getting excited. So, but uh, you know, you just you sit in the tent. You you make sure you're eating eating the proper food so you're you're ready to, to roll. You're drinking. You're doing all those uh, things. I, I tried to keep a little. I was always nervous. I was nervous going out to play every match, you know. And I think that's good. Uh, you know, um, if you're not nervous, I think there's something wrong. Hmm. Um. But I tried to stay as calm as possible. You know, in the in the players' tent and and, and just try and relax my body and conserve as much energy as possible.
1: I love that. Um, great mindset stuff. Could you, okay. So AJ, you had one of the best jump serves in the history of the game. Could you give us a little glimpse of the mindset specifically on that skill? And, and before you answer, you know, like I told you before, I've watched you for countless hours specifically on the jump serve. Um, and I noticed you take this moment, you know, and, and I see a lot of players do that now, but I want to ask you about that moment right before you, you serve the ball or you execute your technique, what's going on in your mind?
0: Well, now that you think about it around now that you ask the question, I should say, um, you know, uh, I was very fortunate uh, in my volleyball career. I had some great coaches all along from juniors and the high school uh, club um and then into college and the national team and that kind of thing so my high school coach bill ashen uh used to get us prepared by doing this visualization right he'd get us in a little dark room get comfortable we're kind of at first i was kind of like well what's going on here (laughs) but then he he'd kind of walk around the room and talk and say you know, he, basically what he would do is he would have us visualize, okay, you're, you know, you're, you're walking in the gym, you're starting to warm up, you're doing your, you're doing this, you're doing that. Here comes the first serve. It's a pass to your right side. You know, you move over to your right, you make that, you get the perfect platform pass into it. The set goes outside, you move into your coverage position, you know, that kind of thing. And he did that for about 15, 20 minutes. And we won CIF three years in a row, 81, 82 and 83, um, back, back when he was coaching. So, it, you know, we had some good talent, no doubt, but I, I think that helped me a ton. So when I, when I would go back to serve, you know, depending on what side I'm on and the wind and all that kind of stuff, I kind of know where I want to hit the ball. Like it, I'll just say, if it's down the middle or whatever, uh, depending on what side, you know, when I go back and then I put that ball right there, I just kind of close my eyes for a second and I just visualize where my hand's going to hit on the ball to make it go to that area, if that makes sense. Um, You know, some, you know, if I I was, if I was serving from the right side or the right corner down the line and I wanted to do, you know, an inside out kind of move, you know, I visualize my hand making contact with the ball. Uh, not not so much the person over there, but just watching the ball make its you know tail off away from the player. And sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. You know, sometimes I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I was trying to do something like that, and it did the complete opposite. <laughs> you know, whether I got an ace or not, it's a different story. But you know, that's that's kind of what I was thinking when I, right before I went and served
1: that's awesome just to build on that just for a second i'm aware of visualization techniques um uh you're saying that you're you're visualizing the actual contact point of the ball depending on again like you said those elements and the situation of the game and all that did you also visualize the result of the ball i know you, i know you didn't say that you i know you said that you you didn't worry about the player but how about the result of the ball placement
0: i i always saw it hitting the ground yeah you know or yeah. or I mean, thinking about it, you know, I always saw it hitting the ground. I didn't really see a player making a move or a shank pass or anything like that. So I always would see it hit the ground. And, um, you know, like I said, it, it didn't always work. Uh, I remember when Jose and I played in – we played uh, Karch and – I think we played Karch and Kent in Chicago. I think it was like 95 or six, And I think we had 19 serves. Right. in a game, and it was like 13 to 12 or 13, to 11, you know, Karchin can't beat us. Um, and, you know, we were just so, uh, you know, confident with our siding out that we could just go back and bomb. But, you know, to think that, you know, you, missed miss 19 serves, 19 serves on it with a clock, uh, you know, against a team like that, that was, you know, that was kind of crazy, but uh, it, it, like I said, it doesn't always work. And I'd like to think that I was spot on, you know, all the time but it's, it's called life. You know, sometimes yeah. you just, sometimes you're just not, you know, for whatever reason. So, uh, that wasn't our day for sure.
1: Well, your, your jump serve definitely inspired many people, including myself. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> thank you for, for being <laughs> such a, such a craftsman with it because, well, um, and
0: I, and I'm trying to pass it along to these kids because, you know, these, these kids these days, you know, I, and it's, it's kind of sad. And I, you know, I guess I'm a little snob, when it comes to certain things, but, uh, you know, I don't see them getting the proper training, you know, that I did. And, you know, so when I get somebody like these kids, sometimes it's too late because they've just, they just can't get it out of their system, you know? And, and sometimes it's sometimes they'll sit and listen and, you know, cause I'll, I'll get somebody and I'm not going to try and change their game. Oh, you got to do it my way. You know, sometimes there's only a year before they go to school. You just got to kind of, tweak things here and there to try and make it more consistent. You know, I'm all about consistency and my wife hates that. (laughs) She's like, you're just so right here all the time. You know, you're just, I I don't get excited here. You don't get really bummed out. You're just right here all the time. And I said, well, that's, I don't know. It's calming for me. You know, I mean, sure. When I win a tournament, I'll get excited when I lose, I'm not going to go ballistic, you know, but, yeah, uh, I'm going to learn from my mistakes and come back, you know, harder. So,
1: yeah, and we'll talk about emotion in a second, but that even keeled mindset seems to be a a trend in champions. Well, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, um, just to to stay on mindset just for one more minute, um, can you just talk about stoppage time? There's a lot of stoppage time in uh, not just beach volleyball, but all sports. Right. How do you, as a player, utilize that stoppage time to your advantage?
0: Ooh, um, I'm just trying to think back at some of the times when we had, you know, stuff like that going on. I mean, depending on the scenario, right? I, I, I remember uh, when I came back in 2005, um, uh, I can't remember who I was playing with. I should, a lefty guy, but uh, um, I was playing against Owen McKibben. You know an ex teammate at uh, at SC, and I stubbed you know I, I was kind of trying to dig in this is up in Santa Barbara. I was trying to dig into the sand a little bit, so I was kind of you know trying to make a little I was kind of digging in with my with my feet and my toe hit this what I thought was a little pebble, but it, it turned out to be an iceberg, you know because it looks it was really small at the top, but it it was huge down below. <laughs> thing didn't move and tore my tore my front of my toe off. I mean, I've never seen so much blood. It was just bleeding. It was just, ugh. I still, I mean, to this day, it, it when it dries out, it, it kind of, you know, cracks a lot. And anyways, um, I had to take my time, you know, until everything was good. The, the Band-Aid was good. You know, they, the first time it went on, it was too tight. and You know, Owen's getting all upset. And I'm like, dude, chill out, man. It's not like I'm trying to mess with you, even though I am. You know, I was, I was, I I was one, and I think they made some rules because of me. I I used to have a towel over to the side and I'll take all the time in the world. A referee will give me, you know, I'll go, you know, if I have, you know, I'll go over there, kind of take my time. I'll make it look like it's going fast. I teach actually teach my girls to do this. You know, I I see, you can't be obvious, you know, some, some of my girls will go, Oh, I've got sand on my hand. I got to get <laughs> off, you know, so you got to make it look like you're you know, doing it and you just kind of keep moving it back and forth. So it looks like you're doing it a lot. Uh, things like that. But, you know, depending on if you're ahead in the game or you're behind, you know, the more behind in this situation like that, I'm taking more time I'm trying to make them think about it a little bit more. And so I can kind of regroup, try and take the energy away from them uh, and then bring it onto our side. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when someone else is taking time and we're, we're, we're ahead, uh, you know, it, that really didn't affect me a whole lot for some reason. I didn't, it didn't, you know, I wasn't like, Oh, here we go. You know, you're trying to you're trying to do this certain, certain individuals that did, right. They're just irritating little you know, <laughs> people or whatever. And, uh, it, it got to me, but it didn't affect my play, you know, and it, it, sometimes you just got to, you know, I would just go to the side and, get a glass of water and sit down, if, you know, because most of the time, if, if, if we're taking time, it's because the other team's the one that's taking the time, if, Yeah, you know, but, but I, I, you know, like I said, I'll take as much time as needed, and I've been in that situation uh, many a times, you know, I'll talk to the referee for a while, hey, what, you know, and that just adds a little more to it, oh, the line's, the line's a little outside, let's go fix the line here, take my time there, got to fix all the potholes in the sand, you know, those kind of things. And then you're just, you know, you're letting the other team kind of fume and you try and get away with as much as you can.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I I just remember you being a master of having the the towel right by your your side every time. No other player used to do that, but you you used to use all that time. And um, just last question on that, like how much of that time was thinking or being in the moment, thinking about the last play or trying to set up the next play all in that stoppage time?
0: Yeah, it's more like what do we need to do going forward? Adjustments. You know, Beside besides pass the next ball, you know, because usually we didn't have the point. Um, you know, so you pass the next ball, but what 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 haven't we been doing, or what haven't I been doing, or or you know whatever? What do you know? What do we need to do better? And Cool. Uh, cool. It, it was kind of more of those types of little things. I didn't get too far ahead. But, you know, there were some things like, you know, guy, you're hitting this guy's line all the time. He's picking it up. Well, let's think about maybe either hitting it or hitting the cut shot, you know, kind of little things like that. Just talking to yourself.
1: That makes sense. It Reminds me of what Cart said. Uh, He was like, yeah, we we just always was we're trying to figure out a puzzle from the other side. It was always a puzzle.
0: Yeah. Well, he's the puzzle master. Yeah,
1: (laughs) for sure. Um, Let's move into emotion, AJ. What are the differences and similarities in emotion
0: from both an inspired practice and an inspired game? Again, I think, you know, if emotionally, if you can get to the same spot, I mean, if you're, if you're in the same spot, uh, practicing as you are when you're playing, I think that's a, that's a win-win, you know, for sure, it's, um, because then you're training at a high level and that's what your, that's what your ultimate goal is. So, um, you know emotionally um, you know i'd get up early for practice and then i'd have time to think about it which is always which is always a good thing and you know driving down there you know i'd listen to my music or whatever and and then get ready to rumble you know for sure um, uh, i think you know again i could talk about Karch all, all day you know that was easy to practice with Karch but like when I was practicing with other players like Jose or Randy or Steve Timmons or, or Ricky or stuff like that, those were definitely different. And, you know, I think that that was a learning experience for me, what I needed to do for myself to get out of it. Um, so, uh, it was, it was, there was definitely two, two sides to that book, if you will, or for sure story, whatever you want to say. But, uh, um, I think the ultimate goal and I, I, I think I got it, you know, within the first few years of playing, uh, is trying to be as consistent in practice as you would be on the, on the, on the court. Simple as that.
1: Absolutely. No, for sure. Um, but that is a skill, you know, not everybody has that. And so what tools can you offer for the youth athlete that might be struggling with managing their emotions during the game or during practice?
0: Well, and I tell something, you know, cause I can see a lot of these kids, um, you know, I was by no means a perfect athlete growing up. I mean, I used to break tennis rackets and, <laughs> you know, a great story you're way too young for this, but, uh, I lived in Manhattan beach. Um, when I first started playing tennis and then moved to, um, uh, Laguna, Laguna beach, but, uh, um, they had these blue chip and green chip stamps that you used to get at the stores, you know, the grocery stores. And then you may get these books, you fill up the books and then you can go wherever it was. It was about an hour drive away and you can get these toys or, you know, these things. And so I, I ended up getting a Poncho Segura tennis racket and it was a wood one and uh, went down to the park. As soon as I got home and broke it and my mom was pissed, you know, <laughs> cause I had a bad attitude. I was just, I had a bad attitude and um you know that they, they let that one slide although i i mean my mom hammered me don't get me wrong <laughs> she was not happy with me at all but you know uh back in those days wood rackets were something that i played with i mean i was a usta ranked tennis player in in 12s and 14s oh. um and so i had to figure out a way to control my emotions because i it wasn't working and I'd break a few more rackets. And finally my, my parents said, we're not buying any more rackets. You know, so I had to, then I had to move to the, the Jimmy Connors tensor T 2000. I know all these tensor rackets. It was metal so I can hit it on the ground and it would bend a little bit. So I just turn it over, hit it the other way and try and keep it in a circle. But at some point it was about right when I was 14, I just figured this is not working for me and it's not, it's, it just doesn't work so i can't do it so that's why i got to let things go and that was my dad always used to say cuz he was not an athlete couldn't couldn't ride a bike couldn't swim very intelligent but you know he said i don't know how you did it but that was your turning point because you then went to a different level you know he goes i you're very athletic in soccer and all these you know baseball and all these kind of things but you know mentally to 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 figure out that that's not going to work <laughs> is pretty big at a, you know, at age 14. And I'm not going to say that I didn't get mad when I was 15 or 16 or anything like that. But when I started playing, you know, volleyball, you're not, there's nothing to break, you know, (laughs) and you can't, you know, you're only letting down more people. Whereas in tennis, I was only letting down myself. Uh Um, So it was, uh, I see kids like that all the time. Now they get all edgy. And I'm just like, listen, this is going to kill you. And I'm telling you right now, you can listen to me. And I tell them that exact same story. I say, you got to take it one point at a time. And it's, it's a learned process. You got, you know, you're a good athlete, but you're going to have a bad day here and there.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so cool that I didn't know you played uh, tennis. That was my first sport as well.
0: Um, Are you familiar with this book, The Inner Game of Tennis? Uh, Very, very much so. Absolutely. Do you know, you know, guys like uh, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Pugh and Jim Possett and Rick Leach? Mm. And Dick Leach was Dick Leach was uh, the uh, USC coach for many many years. Okay, Rick Leach was uh, I went to junior high through college with him, and cool. he was he was the number one he was the number one tennis player in, in California at the time, and he he's won Wimbledon a few times, played doubles, so he's he's more of a doubles guy, but uh, and and lived down of course lived in Laguna Beach, uh, lives in Emerald Bay, I believe, still. But, uh you know that was it was fun playing against him, like he would beat me six, one, six, one. that's the difference, right I mean, he's number one <laughs> right i was i was twenty four twenty six so that's the difference between one and twenty six i was I was good, and i'm I never took lessons, and I'm sure I could have been good, but you know, I picked up this volleyball thing and I just dropped my tennis racket like it was a hot poker chip and, mm. and went with it so I love
1: tennis. Uh, you know, my grandfather Cy Wexler was one of the founding fathers of the Mulholland Tennis Club. So mm-hmm. we he used to take me to the top of Mulholland and and hit with him. And I just remember being a huge tennis fan. Pete Sampras, uh, Roger Federer is my that's my my favorite guy. Um, Djokovic. You know, I, I can go on and on about tennis, but love that sport.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's uh you know it's just like soccer. I can go on with all the. The old guys, you know, Mm -hmm. Johan Cruyffs and the Franz Beckenbauers, which are, I mean, those guys are in the like seventies, you know, that, that was, that was intense soccer back in those days.
1: (laughs) Awesome, man. Um, let's, let's stay on emotion just for one more minute. How does the inspired feeling transcend one sport and carry over to their personal life?
0: (laughs) Ooh, uh, (laughs) um, well, I, I know that, uh, you know, like I said earlier, my wife doesn't like my even keeledness. Um, (laughs) And I, and I think that that's, that's definitely something that I learned in sports, you know, and I'm not, you know, she's like, we just got a new car and you're not even excited. I'm like, okay, it's a car, you know, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice, you know, or, you know, you get a new house or something. I mean, we've had, I think we're on our eighth house, you know, and then, you know, it's like, for me, it's a big deal right it's a bit it's a house i gotta make a payment you know that kind of thing so i'm not like wow yes this is, you know this is, and she's like oh you gotta get some excitement there i'm like that's just that's just me and 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 you know and i don't want to say that i'm not boring by any means but you know those kind of things really kind of irritate my wife <laughs> and uh and my my kids they they notice that real fast too because they notice you know, when, when they're not doing well, I'm not yelling. I, I'm not a, a coach that yells at, at them. Right. I just kind of let them know, Hey, how are we doing out there? <laughs> We're losing 15 to zero. How are we doing? You know, <laughs> you know, right. you got to do this. You got to do that. I, I, I mean, I, I do yell at these kids to like, you know, it's kind of funny, but I motivate to, to motivate them to go, mm-hmm. go for the ball or it's in or out or whatever like that. You know, not, I told you a hundred times don't do, you know, that, that stuff, I don't, I don't think works, but, uh, you know, carrying that off to my, you know, my outside of profession life with my kids and all that kind of stuff, I think has helped a ton, um, because my kids, you know, it's, it's not easy raising kids. Uh, my daughter, Caitlin's 24. She's going to be 25. She's getting married, hopefully (laughs) in September, you know, depends on what's going on. Uh, My son actually going up tomorrow to pick him up. He just finished at uh, Texas tech. They don't have a, uh, a, a graduation. So, you know, that's, that's that kind of thing. But, you know, those guys have have had their share of doing naughty things and really nice things. And, you know, I've had to keep my even keel and sometimes, you know, you you lose it a little bit, but uh, uh, I, I definitely, I always, I mean, it's kind of sad and my wife kind of gets probably sick of it, but you know, volleyball has been such a huge and sports in general have been a huge part. I mean, it is my life, you know, and, and I always have to, that's what I have to draw from. And so when I always say, Oh yeah, well, volleyball, oh, it's always, it's always volleyball, you know, but you know, I, I don't have anything much more to draw from, from that standpoint, you know, in those kind of situations. So uh, that's, I think that helps me, you know, in, in the real world, if you will
1: yeah for sure I guess yeah
0: just like you probably run into those parents that (laughs) think think their kids the the best best thing is sliced bread and you know they're yelling and screaming at you and you're like really this this is well this is your your kid right right okay I just want to make sure you know you just got to let it slide off I mean I, I I I got I got I was very uh I guess invested in my partners you know when I was playing and like when I broke up with Ricky, you know, I was, I was heartbroken. It just wasn't working. And I had to do, you know, I broke, I broke it off. And then when I started playing with Jose and we started, and we were number one team, we we're rocking. And then he, he dumped me, you know, and I was like, I was, I was hurt. I mean, I, I'm not lying. I was hurt. Right. And he didn't, he didn't, he didn't give me a good reason, but you know, it's kind of hard. <laughs> it's hard in his scenario. I can see, you know, that, uh, you know, those kind of things. So I, I got invested, but after that, I think I looked at it more as a business. And so when I play with Karch, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I would say I'm friends with Karch, you know, do we talk all the time? Not even close, but we could, you know, I could run into them and we can go have lunch or whatever and catch up. Like it was, you know, 2000 <laughs> real fast.
1: Right? No, that's awesome. Well, well, let's go back to those moments for you as a player. And I want to know about flow. Can you identify when you are in the game in the flow? or in the zone or locked in?
0: Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a fun place to be, um, <laughs> for sure. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a book, I believe it was called, uh, in the zone and, uh, you know, I was kind of like, well, hmm, I've never heard of this before, but I, I think there's been a few times in my career where I've actually been there. I've probably been in the flow many, 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 many more times, but, uh, the zone is something that's just, it's, it's incredible and uh, things slow down and you can see things and it's just, it's this, uh, it's, it's almost cheating. You know, it's almost, it's almost like, I don't know if you've ever seen the flash, you know, in the movies and he's running yeah. around fast and everybody else has stopped and he'll go, Ding, you know, move something or whatever. But that, that's kind of what it was for me, at least to be in the zone. Um, and I think the more you concentrate, the harder you concentrate on everything that you're doing. Uh, definitely helps you get to that level Um, you know the flow for me I think was more of a more consistent thing um, to where uh, you know you you've played against a team a certain amount of times like I can say Todd Rogers and Dax Holdren and and Todd even uh, laughs about this I mean uh apparently he said something in his uh um speech at the uh Hall of Fame and he goes I want to thank Karch I didn't hear it so I'm, you know I might be butchering it but he said you know I want to thank Karch and Adam for beating up on us so often because I, I honestly think we probably you know I, it, it was long ago but I, we beat them probably 15 to 25 times in a row before they beat us you know and they're like can't you just let us beat you once you know, come on, you guys got all the money. And they had their, they had their Santa Barbara hecklers. Come on, you guys got all the money. These guys are just new, you know, all this kind of stuff. So those, those are kind of fun. But when you get in the flow of a certain team, you know, it's, you, you have this, this confidence that, you know, you, it's just there and you've, you've beaten this team, you know, there's, uh, that team doesn't really change their game a whole lot. Um, and that just shows they don't know how to grow. Um, so being in the flow, most of the time is, is what I'd say I was, I was doing. And it's a, it's, it's a great feeling. Um, you know, once you get there and, and again, it's, it's a mindset uh, right. and then, and then it's a, it's, it's reacting to, to the game.
1: I, I absolutely love that Adam. Um, I'm wondering if you can answer this. Is it possible to practice being in the flow?
0: Uh, you know, I think you can, there's a, there's a way to try and practice anything. Like I said, if you're, if, you're in the, if you're in the flow during a match in a tournament, why can't you do that during practice? So I, I, I definitely think, um, uh, you know, I've been in the flow at practices, but they're a little more chopped up. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a continuous kind of thing. So you might be, you know, like in a game, you're playing a game, you're switching sides every five points, and then the game's over. Practice, you're doing one certain thing. And then okay, let's get some let's break, let's do another thing, then you know, so you could you can do it. The answer is yes, I believe you can do it. And I think it just, you know, it again just gets down to concentration and, and then execution.
1: Love that. And building on that, because you you made it um, you actually separated flow and in the zone, which I like. I, I appreciate that. So in the zone, can you practice that? And if you can, can, can you bank that? Is it possible uh, to bank I, that?
0: I, and then, you know, if I could bank that, if I can put that in the bank, I'd be making bank, you know, it's and, and it's really I mean, and maybe I'm not that level of athlete, you know, and because and, I like I said, I've been in the zone a few times, you know, out of I don't know, 200 and some odd tournaments I've played, you know, being in the zone in a few times. And that was just like, that's when you're not making any errors and just things are just perfect, you know. And and I'd like to think I guess I could be that, but it sure it sure didn't see it that way, right? I mean, I I don't want to say I, I I'd like to think again I was very consistent, but I wasn't like up here consistent, uh, you know. I was like if if this is the consistency line, I was here, then but I go to only do, only go down to here, which is good. Uh, but yeah, being in the zone—if if you can—if you can bottle that, you got it going on.
1: Yeah. Well, Cart said the same thing. He's like, only a few times he could remember he was in that zone. It was more just about constant adjustments. Right. Yeah. yeah that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of cool for me to hear that too. I mean, it's cool for me to to talk to you guys about that Um, because as coaches, you know, it's something that we we're constantly watching our athlete and maybe we can identify when they're, when they're locked in. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's, it's another thing to try to evoke that out of them at the right time.
0: Well, and I think especially for, you know, I mean, it, it's interesting because a lot of these kids these days are being taught stuff that I wasn't taught until later, you know, sure. and, and it's just like, they're the same thing, you know, they're learning, a different math at a younger age than we did. You know, that's just how this is how it works. You know, they're starting yeah. to use their brain a little bit more now, I guess. I don't know. But uh, I'm not afraid to show them things that I think they can do. And they're gonna eventually be able to do it at a, at a younger age, or, or tell them mentally how they should approach a certain um, match or do something in practice. You know, I, I'm not afraid to do that. Because I think the more you get it into their heads that they can do it, the better off you're going to be in the, yeah. in the long in the, in, the, in the long run, because that's, it, it's also about repetitiveness. So the more you repeat it, the more you repeat it, it's like, I don't have to think about it. it just, it's a reaction. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. hundred um, percent. Is there anything else that comes to mind for flow and, and specifically to get back in it, if you got out of it in the middle of the game?
0: I think uh, you know if I if, if if things were going great and then all of a sudden you know my I you know tore my toe up or something like that. Um, I think that there's it's it's a battle to kind of get back into it sometimes, right? Uh, because you're thinking about like I was thinking about my toe. I mean, I could see the blood just you know even after the he taped it up. I see the just blood just coming out of it. So I'm I'm thinking too much about it. But then once you let it go and you get back into the game and the match and you're you know you're not thinking about it then I can think you can get back into the flow. So I think it's, I think it's situational. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you're starting to play terror, if you're playing terrible um, and then all of a sudden maybe that team's playing terrible or you're playing a little better, then you get back into the flow of things and you get back to where you were. So
1: cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about sources. Where do you get inspiration from Adam?
0: I get inspiration from, from the kids I coach uh, from my kids themselves, my, my own kids and and my wife, um, other athletes, um, you know, hearing, you know, not to bring up a sore subject, but, you know, hearing all about Kobe and and what he, you know, I, I didn't know what he was all about, you know, and and his mentality and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but you know, you hear all these things now, it's like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, you want to be able to have that mama mentality, you know, and, and, and and stuff like that inspires me when I hear, you know, other athletes or other people in in the business world who, who do great things for people, you know, and, and they're not out to, to make money, although everybody's got to make money, but when you do something not to make money and you're just, you're making enough to just kind of live or something and you're, you're helping other people, you know, that's, that's, that's very inspiring too. So.
1: Awesome. And how do you stay inspired when you're away from the game?
0: Uh, Well, when I'm away from the game, (laughs) uh, I, I guess I, you know, just the thought of actually being on the court all the time, you know, or, or coaching my kids or, you know, whatever. I mean, um, it is my life. And I, I do think about volleyball all the time. And is that a bad thing? I don't think it's a bad thing, but, uh, you know, if I'm, you know, at the grocery store or something like that, and I see a, a watermelon or something or a, or a melon, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, I got, well, I got practice today. I got and you know, I start thinking about what I'm doing in practice or, or whatever. That's it's, awesome. It's, it, it, it was sad. I, I, this is, this is kind of sad because this is how much volleyball I think about. Um, in practice yesterday, I, 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 I broke my pump. And so I was like, okay, whatever. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. I broke my pump. But the, the, the night before I had this dream about this guy that brought this pump that had this pump. It was probably the size. I know, it was, it was tiny. It's probably the size of this little base. It was like this. And it was an electric, it was an electric pump and it was tiny. And it like fit in your pocket and it had a little cord that you plug in the wall I said, where do you get that? I got, I got to get one of those, you know, so I'm having these dreams <laughs> about volleyball, you know, <laughs> and, and and if I can make a pump that big, that'd be great. Cause especially electric and you just you know, blow it up real quick. But uh, of course my pump broke that, that morning. So I don't know. That's kind of weird.
1: That's awesome though, man. That's just, that's passion. You know, I mean, that's... Yeah, no,
0: it's the, I, 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 you know, you're, when you're very passionate about something and it's, it's, um, it's sad to see, you know, cause I don't think there's a lot of passion in sports today. You know, the younger kids, it's just different, you know, it's right. just a different mentality and right. it's sad because I think they're, I think a lot of kids are missing out, uh, on really, you know, cause I ask, I ask kids all the time, you know, Oh, you're going to go to school. Yeah. I mean on a scale of one to 10, how excited are you to go play volleyball? Um, I don't know, eight, you know, I'm like, really?
1: Why do you think that Do you think it's, they're using it as
0: a means, I think, well, I I think there's a lot of reasons. I think that they just weren't brought up with a coach that was actually passionate about the sport that could help them with that and actually have them enjoy or love the sport that they're doing, you know? And, and yeah, sure. I think a lot of them are like, Hey, I'm going to school. I'm going to get a scholarship and you know, that's all, that's all I'm using it for. Uh, I also think it's a, you know, it's a mechanism you know, like people don't want to get excited or don't want to get a scholarship. Oh, you know, I'm not going to get a scholarship, so I'm just having fun. You know, because if they don't get the scholarship, right, then they might get looked at or frowned upon. Like, oh, you're not, you're not good enough. You know, so I think it's kind of a a mechanism for them to a defense mechanism. You know, and I, I just so so I don't think that they just open themselves up and let it, you know, let everything pour out. And mm. if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So, uh, it, it's definitely a different mentality. I mean, my right. kid has to play. She's the best on the team. Uh, how come she's on the bench? You know, you know, the deal and it's, and it's, it, it, it's okay to fail. It's okay to be on the second team, you know? Um, I don't know, you know, I mean, I talked to like my daughter, perfect example my daughter shouldn't say this, but you know, when she was in high school and she was good she was a good volleyball player. Um, I said, you know, going into your freshman year, I said, would you rather would you rather be on the varsity team and not play ever during the entire season, or would you rather be on J V and be the star? Oh, I'd rather be on the varsity for sure. You know, and and, and that's kind of the mentality. You know, it's it's a it's a status thing and I don't know. I didn't think about that when I played, I was on the freshman team Then I made the JV, then I made varsity, you know, just kind of the, the evolution, if you will. And some, right. some guys, you know, as a freshman made it, but I've seen a lot of people that made it as a freshman and never played and never played for four years. Right. Right. They just never got better. So, uh, I, I just don't think that the passion is there as much. That's just me. Yeah. It's my, it's my guess. There's so many people out there playing volleyball now. Yeah. It's, Great. I mean, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, totally. Hey, uh, AJ, I want to respect your time, but I want to get into that lightning round. Are, are you good okay. for time? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Absolutely. Awesome. How do you define success, and what does being successful mean to you?
0: Uh, how do I define success? I, you know, it's funny you ask that question because I can use it in a in a perfect example of Facebook, right? So there's a Facebook post about athletes like myself who are coaches, you know, are they good? Or are they bad? Right. And that kind of thing. And this guy comes on and says, well, I can give you an example. You know, Adam Johnson was a great player, but he's mediocre at best. Coach. <laughs> right? and I'm like, what? You know? Okay. And he hasn't had any success. You know, he, he's, he's got a little program, blah, 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 you know, just kind of went off. And of course he, I did not get the bait, did not take the bait, you know? And I just kind of said, does that, that first of all that guy's never been to the level of had the level of success in this sport that i have I, that's that's just a, an obvious and the second was he has no idea what has transpired since i've moved to austin right so when i moved to austin everybody practiced to even the top teams of the other big programs they practice two days a week and if they uh didn't get past regionals in may they're done their season's done whereas in california when i was playing and up until i left everybody trains three days a week and you go to an end of the year tournament no matter what you go to david the davis festival or wherever AAUs or whatever and so i as soon as my club opened up i started doing it three days a week everybody else started doing three days a week i started going to AAUs. everybody started going to AAUs. <laughs> so you know my success that to me is success, you know. I'm changing how volleyball is. I'm changing the culture, Uh you know, I, I helped change it. I guess my my wife's all yourself, so follow yourself, Thank you do all that stuff. I'm like, well, no one else was doing it, and then I did it, and everybody's following me. What am I, you know? I, I'm not trying to. I'm not going out there saying that, but that's just kind of how it is. So, uh, you know, success is, I think, is each individual's um, his, his own, he or she's uh, you know, feeling for, for themselves and, and, and not, not somebody else to tell you what your success is or not.
1: Absolutely. Agree a hundred percent. And being a pioneer too, like you're paving your own path, you know? Right.
0: Yeah. And, 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 you know, you're always, it's, you know, when you do stuff like that, you're jumping, I mean, making a move to Austin, Texas, that was a huge move for the family, for sure. you know? And so, it's worked out I'm happy you know the kids are kids are doing well they say yes ma'am yes sir which not a lot of kids in California do
1: (laughs) it reminds me a little bit of uh John Hyden because he did a bold move like that as well he moved uh, his family to Nashville and is starting his uh the Hyden Volleyball Academy so yeah absolutely yeah another guy I look up to shout out John Hyden yeah he's a
0: cool guy AJ how do you consider the idea of failure Whew man i don't know that i consider i don't i don't consider that an idea i i always look at it as learning um i don't think losing is failing uh you know i yeah, i guess you can fail class i guess that's the only that's the only fail i would say um because when you're in a situation uh and it doesn't work out i think you you learn from it so for me uh, i'm always learning you know i mean i was i was the guy uh, you know, uh, at, when we were at USC, we we came in second. You know, we were we lost in the finals. You know, three years in a row. And I stood at the net and watched that team on the other side of the net get all excited and and you know just celebrate. And I just kind of did that to myself because I want I want that. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of that kind of uh, you know gave me the the oomph to kind of move forward. So I, I don't really look at failure. I kind of look at it as you know, analyze it and say, how can I get better? I learn from it. Love that. What
1: are the most successful habits that you do on a consistent basis?
0: What are the most consistent, successful habits? Uh, I think, you know, when it comes to coaching and and probably talking to anybody, it's just trying to help raise uh, people's level of their game. Yeah. You know, I think that's kind of what I've done pretty much my life. Um, uh, you know, I can't say that I raised Karch's level. You know, I think that it was, it was, (laughs) it was as high as I was going to get. Hey, if he's bowing to you, you you must've done something. Well, uh, (laughs) I take that back. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I try and, I try and be as positive as possible and, and, and really just when I see somebody down, I try and help them, you know, get back up because especially if they're a teammate, you know, it's, uh, you know, nowadays it's all about me. Right. And that just doesn't work. I I mean, it it does, but it doesn't. Right. Because you're, you're good. You're always, you know, you're going to go to a good school and play or whatever, but you're never going to understand how to become a really good teammate. And you might not ever not saying that, you know, the coach that you're going to won't be able to see Mm -hmm. different things or work with different things, but you know, I I would just always try to raise their level of play or, you know, their mentality or whatever.
1: Absolutely love that. Um, so Adam, every guest I have on, I actually ask him to come up with a word that best describes themselves. So I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to ask you that same thing. And I came up with three words, um, but I'll tell you, describe me.
0: Yeah, but I'm gonna tell you after because I'm gonna put you on oh, the spot. can't—that's cheating! Ah, gosh, what, <laughs> descri- what word describes me? Oh my! Um, God, I don't know. Why don't you? Why don't you give me your three? Okay. all right. And then I'll—I won't pick one, and maybe I'll pick up something else.
1: All right, that's cool. Fair enough. Um, so, and there's reasons for each of them. I'll just tell you real quick where i came up with them dependable was the first one i came up with um you know because i was thinking consistent but you were so consistent with your side out game and your serving and just like that even keel mentality that you 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 talked about um i could i could depend on you as a spectator to to make something happen on the court right um agile was another one because i'm also a defender and I, i i and the the way you're arm work. So the, the mm-hmm. mechanics of the arm swing, just very quick. And then the last one I had was entertaining.
0: I was, I was entertaining. Yes,
1: you were. And, oh. it, and it was, a, it was the reason why I came up with that word is because uh, you, you did it with your play. You did it with mm-hmm. your results, you know, being a top 10 finisher of all time. I mean, that's pretty entertaining. And especially now hearing the story about, you know, losing, you know, three national titles and carrying that that feeling and, and using that as motivation. I mean, it obviously worked. So you definitely entertained a lot, quite a, quite a few people, including myself out there.
0: Well, <sighs> hmm. <laughs> that's a tough one. I don't want to say something because it's, it's it'd be brutal. Um, you know, I, I, just, you know, I, I'm, I like helping people and I like raising their level. So I don't know if, I don't I don't know if compassion, is the right word. Um, but something to that extent, Mm. I think is something that, uh, that I've been doing forever and that's kind of how I look at myself.
1: That's awesome. Compassionate or or empathetic, maybe
0: empathetic. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I mean, I'm not going to, if you and I are out there playing, I'm not going to brutalize you. If you're messing up, I got to find a way to, to get you going.
1: Yeah. Good teammate. That's another, another one. That's awesome, man.
0: So you caught me off guard on that one. Though. Yeah, well, that's, that's the point. <laughs> that's my job.
1: <laughs> All right. Just a few more here. Um, for you, what is the most important lesson that has
0: helped shape who you are today? What's the most important lesson? Well, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that because it was, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. God, it was the only. It's the one that's really been the, the my my number one reason. But I it's I can't really say what it is. Um, I'll just say I guess it was a it was it has to do with politics, you know. And I I didn't know what politics were until I uh, found out what it meant. And so that, that's about as hard as I can, as far as I can go. It's, okay. it's kind of a sore subject. Maybe you can kind of do some research and try and figure out what that really meant. But that was, you know, finding out for the first time what politics were in sports at, at an older age. You know, I don't like to say I was a, I matured later, but I was like, I didn't know what politics were. And then all of a sudden, boom, there they are. And that, that kind of, was a huge lesson for me. It's like nothing's, you know, nothing's given to you and you've got to earn everything. But even when you are there able to earn something, it can be taken away from you, you know, that, that quickly. So, Hmm. you know, try your hardest, you know, make it, it was something that was like, you know, make it hard for whoever it is to make the decision really hard, if that makes sense.
1: Okay. All right.
0: So I don't know if that's really, which you were, I don't know if that's a lesson, but that's, that's the lesson that I took from, from the situation.
1: Yeah. I think what you're trying to say is you got to be cautious, right? I mean, you got to be, you got to be careful of, is that what you're saying? Like be careful how you express stuff and.
0: Well, that's, I mean, not, not so much that. I mean, it, it's more of, you just, you got to make sure, you know, I guess the lesson was, like I said, nothing, nothing's given to you. And even okay. sometimes, yeah. even sometimes when you're, like you know, that. when you earn a spot, it's not. It's not going to be there for you. Mm, so, got you. You know, it's it's kind of one of those things. So I got you. Uh, I just made sure that if I was in a position again like that, that it was it was going to be hard. It would be hard hard for whoever to say no. I guess. Okay.
1: So, I okay. No.
0: Did whatever I could.
1: I hear that. Uh, kind of on the same lines of that, uh, and I know you've been through some injuries as well, um, and maybe this is part of that. The answer to this next question: What is? Um, oh can you share the biggest challenge you've been through on your journey?
0: Uh, Let's see the biggest challenge. Let's see here. Um, Well, I think the biggest challenge for me, I wouldn't say I was, I guess the biggest challenge right off the bat was uh, with my dad. Uh, Mm. uh, He was, you know, he didn't know too much about sports. And he he loved the fact that I, you know, he he and my mom would come to all my volleyball games and all that kind of stuff. And then when I decided to turn, you know, professional, my dad couldn't really help me. You know, the only thing, he was a corporate headhunter. So the only thing he can help me with is, you know, writing letters to sponsors and you know why they should sponsor me and all those kind of things. So I think the challenge that I had was to make it okay for him to feel you know, make him feel okay that, Hey, I can do this. Mm. You know, you know, cause he's like, well, you've never, you've always had a coach, you know, now you're your own coach. You, no one's going to tell you to get up, you know, you got to get up you got to go do it yourself. And I said, let's see, get up, try myself or wear a, wear a <laughs> suit, <laughs> you know, five days a week or whatever. I'll give this a try. I was wearing a bathing suit. So that that was, I think that was right off the bat. I think that was my biggest challenge, you know, was just cool. convincing, convincing my dad that I can do this. I like that because he was one. all set, man. He had, he had a wired, I was going to go into Johnson and Johnson pharmaceutical products and he was going to give me, he had me a job and all the above. So, and then of course when I told him afterwards, I go, after I was done playing, I go, now what can you do for me? He laughed. He goes, you're too old. You're on <laughs> your own, you know? And I was like, Whoa, but, but he was, you know, which is fine. I don't mind being on my own, but you know, he's like, hey, you're on your own.
1: Yeah. I but that's, yeah. Yeah, but that's a that's a great answer to that. That is a huge challenge, you know, just like, like, hey, like, I'm gonna go down this road over here. I don't know what it's gonna lead to, but I'm gonna do it because that's how I feel.
0: And my parents were always my number one fans, you know, so, you know, it wasn't like, okay, you got a you got a 13th in your first tournament, I still got this job for you over here. (laughs) you You know, it was not even close to that.
1: Okay, so as a coach, what is the biggest challenge you see for your athletes?
0: Ooh, uh, well, it has to do with social media. I'll say. <laughs> the biggest challenge is social media because, um, I think, and, and I, 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 you know, not being in that era, of course, of social media, but it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, not, not being in it. I mean, I'll give you an example. When I first got on the tour and when I, when I played with Ricky ludies we made three of three of the f- first live telecast, uh, shows on NBC. Mm-hmm. So I went from, you know, kind of a nobody to all of a sudden I'm up here, you know, where, you know, guys like, you know, Hob and Dodd and, you know, Sinjin and Randy who have been doing that for years, you know, I mean, they, people are knowing who I am and I'm not saying they don't know who they are, but I elevated myself real fast because of that. And, you know, because it wasn't social media, that was just live NBC. Uh, and so everybody watched it. So now you've got that, you've got all this social media for the kids And they're looking at all these guys doing the social media stuff and and trying to differentiate from the ones that are the good players and the ones that are the bot. I don't want to say bottom feeders, but ones that are never you know maybe not make it, but appear to be the best, right? You know, they're saying all the good things and they're doing oh he's so cute and you know they're listening to him. So I think for me that's the biggest challenge, but also to just you know it's it's a different era of athletes again. And it's just having them understand that nothing's given to them. It was great that I did a zoom, uh, a zoom thing with uh, Sarah Hughes, with this beach group. Uh, she was kind enough to come on and, you know, she said, Hey, even if you're getting a scholarship, you got nothing at school. You're, 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 you know, you're, you're like zero right. And then, and, you know, and to try and get that because everybody's been kind of handed stuff, I think these days, you know, Oh, I'm going to make sure you're on the best team. I'm going to pay, I'm going to pay the, you know, the most, and I'm going to have the most private lessons. So you're going to get the most play time because of that and stuff like that. So these, they get a false sense of security. Sure. Um, And and I just tell them, I tell them how it is. And and they appreciate that. But that's, that's a challenge because they think, Oh yeah, I'm going to walk right into this. Like, "Eh, okay.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Two years. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right, right um and just building on that for me, you know listening to you say that about uh, the youth athlete, I think to 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 me, the social media, part of the youth athlete experience is just almost taking over. i mean it's um it's a challenge to see the athlete not look at their phone right,
0: right. I mean <laughs> oh, <yeah>. no, <laughs> you know it, every time out during practice, a little water break, they're all looking at their phones, they're all doing that, and and you know I of course set rules and say. You, you know, that thing pops out, you even look at it and you're going to do a little coach on one. So.
1: Okay. Well, I, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a challenge that I've been giving our, our, uh, our athletes it's been actually been kind of working. It's, it's almost the opposite of, of a rule. It's a challenge. And I say, I give them, I say, Hey, can you get one hour less screen time per week? And, you know, cause they can, you can, you can see your screen time on sure. there, you know? Sure. And so it, it, it kind of works, kind of doesn't, but it, it's, it's a challenge, you know, and athletes love challenges.
0: It, well, I'll I'll try that because uh, it it is crazy to see how kids these days are attached to their phone. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm attached to mine in, a, in in a different In a different way, and I'm not not even close. I mean, these guys are, of course, it's all TikTok stuff. And they <laughs> they've got all these dances, and they start doing these dances like five minutes before the practice. And I'm like. Well, this, this, this one only took me four days to, to really get down. I'm like, w- what else are you doing? I mean, how much time are you really for a dance? What? You know? Uh, so I, that's, that's beyond me. I get it. You know, they're kids and stuff, but that's a lot of wasted time and, you know, hopefully they'll understand that, but uh, you know, they're having fun with it right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. I just got a few more for you, AJ. Fair. Um, How important is the idea of having impact to you?
0: How important? Say that one more time now.
1: Yeah. How important is the idea of having impact to you?
0: Can you use that in a sentence, please? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know it's a tough one, but like you know, just think about like you know. Is, is I guess what I'm trying to
0: ask is, it a driving factor for you, or or what is that the, what is a driving factor? Is 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 the impact, having impact, having impact, having impact on players and stuff. Uh, well, I mean, if or fans, you know. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I'd say, um, you know, if you're looking at that from that standpoint, I I, I love. You know, just kind of like what my dad did. He was a corporate headhunter. And he was telling me, he's he's like, you don't know, I've changed. I've changed hundreds of lives, you know, and, and he's because what he would do is he'd tell these guys, hey, you need to go to this company, you need to stay there for, you know, whatever time, and then you can move on to do whatever. And, and he's, he used to get these letters that said, you know, Phil, thank you so much for your guidance and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's changed my life and, you know, uh, my family, you know, is thriving and all this kind of stuff. So, so for me, I kind of look at that, you know, the same thing with volleyball. Um, And and not everybody looks at it that way, but I would love more than anything all these kids that I train and train hard and and they don't have to, but it would be nice if they came back once in a blue moon and said, Hey, just want to let you know, I, I really appreciate what you did. And, and sometimes it takes 10 years, you know, they say those things because they, they don't, uh, you know, they don't, it, it doesn't phase them at the, at the moment, you know, and they get all mad at you or something. But then 10 years later, they realize, you know what, he was really trying to do something for me. And, you know, and, and just a thank you. It's, you know, and it's not, I don't mean it like I, it doesn't happen. It happens pretty often, which is cool. Uh, but that's you know that's kind of impact I like to have on 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 people's lives. I, I like to have some sort of you know impact to, that help them become better at whatever, whether it's volleyball or school or whatever. Because I'm I'm pretty much into the hey, we, you need to do the volleyball, but school comes first. Mm-hmm. You know? School's always going to come first. You you gotta you gotta do that. Period.
1: Cool. I I, I definitely resonate with that. I appreciate that. Um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received, and why? From who? Whew.
0: Tough uh, lightning round
1: questions, right? I know, man. <laughs>
0: I'm sure that's that's you know, uh, I'm sure the best piece of advice came from my dad, and he, he was probably you know, um, uh, staying. You know, um, because of being in business, you have to make all kinds of uh, connections and all that kind of stuff. So. You know, he said, hey, as soon as you, you know, start, you know, uh, being introduced to some people in your school or whatever, stay in touch, get a, you know, get an address book. And of course, that was a lot harder back in our day because we had to actually write it in. (laughs) But, uh, you know, he said, uh, get that together. And when you meet people, you know, uh, when you're on the road uh, playing volleyball and and you meet some person from that's a CEO of a company or something like that, just, just jot it down. And, uh, I, I think that was a, the best piece of advice that I, that I received. And some of those things worked for me and, uh, you know, it was, it's, it's always fun to do. Awesome. What is your ultimate why? Uh, what's my ultimate why? My ultimate why is why do these kids have to be on their phone the whole time? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I I just, you know, it's, I I get it, but I don't. And then, you know, like I said, I can understand it because I'm attached for my business and whatnot. And, but um, that right now that just comes to my mind because it's, it's just so in my face with all these kids, you know, and there's, you know, I like your challenge that, you know, and I'll, I'll throw that out to him let you know how that works. But, yeah. Yeah. Do that. Uh, you know, I, I'd rather like to discipline the other way, like <laughs> coach on one. So they, and, and, and it's good because, you know, when I do that, they, they don't do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a, it's a good thing. I mean, you, you, they should be, and that's the sad thing is you, you got a two hour practice, turn your phones off and don't even worry about it. You're just here. You're here. It's just like if you, if you've got a, a, a Spanish test that you've got to study for and you're terrible in it, nothing you can do now so just just train as hard as you can and then when you get home you can start studying so that's my why i guess
1: (laughs) i like that (laughs) looking back on your journey is there anything you wish you could change and why
0: oh yeah i'd get a different why if i'd (laughs) no i'm just kidding um is there anything that i would change uh (laughs) <laughs> um, I haven't told this story and I don't know how, how, how big this is going to get out but if I had to change something in my in my career um, I probably would have in 1990 I was playing with uh, um, Stevens and we were playing against Karch and Brent Frohoff in the semis of US championships in Hermosa and I was starting to cramp, and we were up 12-8, and I was starting to cramp, and I thought, if we win this game, I'm not going to be able to play in the finals. So I, I kind of – I don't want to say I threw the game, but uh, we, you know, I, I, you know, we lost that game, put it that way, because I knew that I couldn't go. And so if I had to do it over again, I would have I won that game period. And then if I couldn't have gone again, then I just don't go. But uh, I did ask, I did ask Karch after the season or when he came back from, uh, from uh, uh, playing over in Europe, I said, you know, I'd like to be your partner. And he said, well, no, I got to go with Brent just because we've had success. And I go, I know, but I'm better than him. So I think if we, ha- if I, if, if I had played through it and we had won that game, not saying we would have, but if we did, I think that, that I would have had a better chance of maybe playing with him at that, at that time. So that's, that's, cool. that's one that's one of my things I wish I could do over again. I appreciate the vulnerability with that. Thank you for, yeah. for sharing that. Because that'll, that'll get out there and, and you know, <laughs> who knows what's going to say. <laughs> oh, sure you did. Yeah, you're, you know, you say you just let me win. I'm like, well, do what you want. That's, that's what it is.
1: So uh, sorry, it's a little loud. There's some construction going on, but um, I, I just, I only have two more questions for you and then that, sure. that's it. So, you know, going back to the whole idea of having a, a pyramid of success, John Wooden's pyramid of success or the pyramid of inspired living, you know, how important do you think it is for an athlete to have some sort of roadmap or compass to, to try to know where they're, they're, they're trying to get to, like whether it's playing in college
0: or winning A V P. I, I think it's, I, you know, I really didn't have anything like that. I mean, I honestly didn't know I was going to play volleyball in college. Okay. I didn't know that. And then when I got to college and I probably should have, should have had a better idea, but, you know, cause every summer I was either playing on the you know, world university games or junior national teams or whatever it was, but I didn't think I was going to be playing on the national team. And then there I was. You know, so I, I didn't have a roadmap and then I didn't think, OK, now I'm going to do, you know, oh, go overseas and, now, you know, and have this all mapped out. Um, and that's just me. Uh, but I think I think looking at things today, I, I don't think it hurts at all. And I think they're each each one of those stepping stones is a goal. And if someone wants to put something on that, I, I would, you know, hope, hope and suggest that they don't put it too high because it's it's a it's a big mountain to climb and you know maybe i didn't do it because i i didn't think i could not do it i just didn't do it, to be quite honest with you and uh but today today's kid if you will um i, I can see them you know oh yeah i'm going to go play in college you know and d1 and if they don't get it then they commit suicide you know it, it, I don't think that's a you know so I I say I think that's a good idea. I think baby steps, you know, and and kind of go about it that way. But the roadmap definitely sounds pretty cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah, cool. And I and I I would say that I think it's unique and different for every every single person. You know, I think John Wooden's absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I I think his his pyramid worked for his teams and and during that time, you know. And um, I would just encourage. Everyone, coaches too, parents too, everybody, everybody should know kind of where they are trying to get to, you know.
0: Sure, uh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Okay. Last question: um, What does the idea of fulfillment mean to you?
0: Um, I think just giving a hundred percent at what you do, and um, you know, if you can look yourself in the mirror and say, "I've done everything I can," and this is this is where I'm at, or whatever. I, I think that's all you can really ask from yourself. Um, yeah, that's, I don't want to say it's a simple question, but I, I tell that to my kids after every every loss. I go, do, can you guys go in the mirror right there and look at yourself and say, did you give 100%? If you can give 100% and you lose, then fine. I, I'm okay with that. But right. if you can't say that, then then we've got to work on some things.
1: Adam Johnson. Wow, that was... a. Uh... That was really inspiring. Thank you so much for making the time and, and just sharing pieces of your mindset and insights and thoughts and experiences.
0: Oh, no, it was, it was fun. I got some off my chest.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just want to give you another opportunity to just, uh, you know, mention your club, the, the website and any Instagram handles.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the, the website is the, you know, as they say out here, Oh, it's an ego driven website. It's got, you know, my program's name is the Adam Johnson Volleyball Academy. So it's Adam Johnson That's mm-hmm. the, that's the website. Uh, we're on Instagram uh, at uh, Adam Johnson VB Academy. Uh, so that's always cool. Uh, I've got a Twitter that I never use. Um so that's not that's not a, that's not a big deal. So those those are the two big things that uh, we can give a shout out to.
1: Awesome. I'm gonna link those
0: uh, below this video as well, so people can get a hold of you or they can check out your club. Awesome. Yeah, the 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 my my uh, telephone number is on there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, Adam. I can't thank you enough. Um, I really appreciate your time, and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Let me know when again. it all comes out. I will. I definitely I take will. Take care. All right, bye bye This episode is brought to you by DAF Global. If you're looking to start a podcast or you have a podcast and you're looking for editing services, hit up my guys Oliver and Garrett at DAF Global. They're awesome. They help me with this podcast and they take care of all kinds of different services like editing and audio enhancement. And they're great to work with. They're also offering a 10% discount to all within the game listeners. So hit my guys up at DAF Global on Instagram and also on their website, www.dafglobal.co.uk.